Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Billy Wilson is our guest this week on Mox on the Mic. Billy has replaced longtime Chattanooga equipment manager Mike Royster. And Billy's new role of Director of Equipment and Facilities had a really good time talking with Billy this week. We get into a lot of things about his time spent with the Tennessee Titans, the Arena League, even working with the professional bull riders. We'll talk about that with Billy Wilson as well coming up. Don't forget, Mox on the Mic, you can uh, please subscribe, rate, and review if you're an Apple podcast user. Wherever you download your podcast from, make sure you subscribe and tell a friend about Mox on the Mic. Let's get to our conversation this week with Chattanooga's new Director of Equipment and Facilities, Billy Wilson. You came here as a student, right? Yeah, I uh, I came in 2000, 2013, I showed up July 28th, I believe was the date. Um, I start just a little backstory to know where I how I got here was I was actually doing it in middle school and high school, found out I could get it as a scholarship. And I started taking it very seriously. And then there was a convention of equipment managers in Cleveland, Ohio. And being from Pittsburgh originally, we were up visiting family. So we just drove up to Cleveland and my parents dropped me off on the front door of a hotel and I got to meet Mike Royster and he brought me in here as a student and been here since. And here we are. That is wild. What was it about uh, the equipment life? (laughs) I guess I should say that led you to, I mean, being as, as young as middle school that led you to think, Hey, this is, uh, I enjoy this. So football has always been a part of my life, family, everything. Uh, The Steelers being from Pittsburgh, it's kind of just what you do. So I never was really into playing. And when we got, when we moved to Nashville as a family in sixth grade, one of the coaches told me that I was the perfect offensive lineman that they were missing. So I gave it a try. I played it in seventh grade. Wasn't a huge fan, to be honest didn't really like it at all, the playing part. And then in spring practice in eighth going, it was, I guess, seventh grade going into eighth grade spring ball. I had uh, twisted my knee and nothing serious, but I was like, I'm done at this point. And then all my friends were playing football. So I decided to stick it out, be their uh, equipment manager. I guess you could say more water, just do whatever helped. And then I enjoyed it. And then we got to high school and kept doing it. And that's just, it just, is kind of something I, I love. I just fell in love with it. Now, you worked for Mike uh, for a couple of years. Mike had been in this business for a long time. What did you learn from Mike Royster? The, the biggest thing I learned is just the overall, just how to run an equipment room. Um, if, even when I was younger doing it, you think it's just, oh, it's just shoulder pads, helmets, just make sure they have this stuff, but it's not. It's it's the laundry. It's making sure that you have the random screw that someone might need. It's it's everything. Just keeping an equipment room organized, orderly, and running it smoothly so that anytime someone needs something, you get it out. Because it's more than just football. It's, it's all the sports. It's everyone. There might be a bench I have to fix for soccer one week, and the next week I might be changing the net on a basketball hoop. It just kind of depends on the day and what someone needs. I want to get to your career, but and and kind of work through some of the things you've done. But I've got to start with professional bull riding. 
because you have <laughs> to be the only guy in the Chattanooga athletic department that has experience in professional bull riding. I need to hear this story, Billy. So this is this a couple of years ago. They came in, we were, we were playing at VMI and they had come in and we couldn't unload our truck when we got back. And when they were leaving, there was some stuff going on and they needed an equipment guy to fix things, but I wasn't down here. So I'd heard about it. Didn't think anything of it, whatever. So the next year comes and they're in the arena again. And it was a two night event. And I came to the event as just wanting to watch it as a fan. And I actually came down to the equipment room to get a jacket because it was a little cold in the arena. And when I was down here, the trainers were working with them as well. And they came running to me saying they needed a helmet fixed. Um, I didn't know what a bull riding helmet was, what it looked like, anything about it. So after looking at it, I realized it was pretty much a cross between lacrosse, hockey, and a football helmet. It was uh, a hockey shell, lacrosse mask, and then football hardware. So I popped it back together, and they said, thanks, you're our equipment manager now. And they handed me a, a all-access pass, and I was I worked for them for two nights, and then when they came back, they asked me if I could do it again, but we were on the road traveling. So that's the last time they were here. So that's kind of it. Wow. Wow. I thought you were going to tell me something like you were tying lassos or something. Like I, I thought that was what the, what the equipment manager at a professional bull riding event would do. No, I, you know, I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into and they said, you're our equipment guy now. Here you go. And it, it ended up being just fixing a couple of helmets. I think I had, well, there was a guy that had a, piece of his boot come off i had to glue that back on for him it was it was random little things now you spent some time in the arena football league too what was that experience like so that was um that was an interesting thing because we we in living in nashville i lived there after the arena team was gone so i didn't actually work in the facility but they would all the teams would come to the come to nashville and do open tryouts at different high schools. So when they would come in, one of our coaches in one of the coaches in high school, he was, he had fr a friend that was a head coach for the Jacksonville team, I believe. And they would call him, all the coaches would call them when they'd come to Nashville and ask for stuff. So it became, instead of asking him, it was, Hey, here's the guy in Nashville. When you do your AFL tryouts, you call him and he gets you guys hooked up, the equipment out, whatever you need. There you go. As a Steelers fan, how weird was it to work for the Tennessee Titans a little bit? It was uh, – it's interesting because you first go into it and you're, you, you're like, it's just a business. It's not a big deal. Um, but then you're like, well, I am a Steelers fan. So this is weird wearing Titans gear, doing this, doing that. But as soon as you show up, you're just, you're just so lucky and you're so happy that you finally you have the opportunity to work in the NFL and you get to do that internship that you, you almost forget. Um, it was they, and they even kind of made fun of me a little bit. My first year I was, I would go back and work the home games with them and they played the Steelers on Monday night and then. I got to shake Coach Tomlin's hand, and that was Paul, that was Troy Palomalu's last year. We were doing helmet walk tests for the quarterback and linebackers, and Palomalu was was warming up about ten yards from me, and just just seeing different guys that I had idolized my whole life, and I was on the same field as them was just 
kind of put everything in perspective that it's not too big. You just have to work and hard work will get you to where you need to go. Now you oversee the equipment for all sports. I am assuming that, that football is, has the most you have to keep up with, right? Yes. Football, football is definitely king. Um, it, it takes an army. It takes an army to get the equipment in, organize it all, get it handed out. Um, and it football by far takes up the most of your time. Um, and that is where it's very, it's awesome to have Emma, my assistant, and then all the students that work for me and us, because without them, we couldn't get our job down. They're probably, they're the most important part of the equipment room. Um, I like, I try to make sure they always realize that, that we couldn't get our job done without them. And then using them helps keep football in line so we can get the other sports taken care of too. Can you tell us what a typical football game week is like for you? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a little weird because the weeks kind of overlap. You're starting, you're finishing a game week and then you're starting the next week at the same time on the Thursday, Friday, or yeah, really Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're getting ready. You're on the road. You're getting everything out, getting on the road. But so you come in on a Sunday pretty much. And Sundays normally are off day with the players. So it's an easier day for us to just work and get things done and get ahead. Um, so a Sunday you come in and you're just making sure the laundry is done. If you had the game the day before, and then you're getting some tra- trunks packed, um, just going over things. If there's anything you need to order, check on, get for players, you handle that. A lot of that stuff on Sunday and you have it ready. So you can place the orders on first thing, Monday morning, whatever needs to be done. Um, Monday, it's a little, the players come in for practice, um, we get through practice, get everything put up, get the laundry rolling, and then that is when we get a phone. You usually make a phone call with the other equipment manager you're facing that week. Um, if you're on the road, you're finding out if you when you can set up, um, walk, if you have to do a walkthrough, just kind of just uh, early line of communication, make sure everything's good for whoever's coming or wherever you're going. Tuesday um, is when things get busy. Uh, Tuesday's the longest day of practice of the week. Um, most effort. It takes the most amount of student managers getting everything done. So you have to manage your class schedules and then you're finishing up, you're finishing up the trunks that are just extra stuff. You get those finalized, make sure all that's good. And then you start packing your weekly replenishments, your jerseys, your game pants, um, coaches gear, whatever, whatever you have to wash and unpack, repack every week. That's your that's your Tuesday. And then also on Tuesday, you're making your double checking with your truck. If you're on the road to make sure your truck's good for the week. Um, and even at home, you're calling to make sure the rental truck that we get works and just, just double check and make sure everything's in line. And you just, you just hope that everything works, especially with how every, the state of everything is now with the shortages and shipping issues with COVID and everything else that has happened. Wednesday, um, it's kind of your, your last day to just make sure you're good. Um, we try to get everything done and over with. So when we get here on Thursday, all we have to do is pack the truck, pack the bags, and we're ready to roll. Thursday, you come in, you have your practice. Um, and then after practice, the players will come into the equipment room and get their, their travel bags, which they take to the locker room. They pack their helmet, shoulder pads, cleats, whatever they need for the game, they put in there. 
And then we either go get the truck or the truck will come around two o'clock and we load the truck. Um, and if it's a road game, we leave. Once that truck's loaded, we get on the road, get to wherever we need to go. So we're set up so we can get there and set up early Friday morning. If it's a home game, that's, uh, you're just hoping that you have everything ready and you're ready for whatever everyone else needs for the game. You're, you're done and you can deal with those issues. And then Friday is um, Friday's a weird day because no, most people think, oh, Friday's easy. It's a walkthrough. You're doing, you don't have to do this. With Friday, you're setting up the locker room, cleaning helmets, uh, and only having one set of helmets. We do it all on Friday. Um, so Friday turns into a longer day because you're setting up, making sure everything's ready um and doing all that and then saturday is the show so saturday is you just got to be ready and i like to call it proactive not reactive um just that way you can try to get ahead of everything and when things come to you you're ready and you can fight them off instead of having to react and change what you're doing and now that's what you always think you're going to be able to do but there's always something that comes up on saturday that you don't really know so you just got to be ready. And then you get the show going. They get the players on the, the players get to the stadium. That's when your stress level starts to drop a little bit because it's there. There's not much else you can do. It's, it's just go time. You get through the game. Game's over. We pack it all up, bring it back to the arena, um, do some lawn, get the laundry rolling, get the truck unloaded, um, get some trunks unpacked. If it's the jerseys or game pants, whatever it needs, if they're switching, and then it all starts again on Sunday. Wow. Now, how much football equipment will you replace at the end of the season? So the helmets have a 10-year lifespan, but they also have to get recertified every year. Um, so we recondition. We send them off for reconditioning. So normally it's, it's, it's 12 to 18 helmets normally every year is what we try to keep it in some years with just the way you have to do your per with the way purchasing works and how you, you can get helmets and different things like that. Some years it's six to eight. And then some years you have 24 or 26 helmets that you got to, you have to switch out and do. Um, and then there's, there's just the, the little things that just wear out like knee pads, thigh boards, they break, they get lost. Um, they rip things like that. You have to do, um, when we do an extensive checking of the jerseys um, to see which ones are in good enough condition to use for another year, or if they're getting worn out or it's a guy that gets hit a lot and hits a lot, might have some stains. So you have to replace that stuff. Um, and then the big thing is the biggest thing we do is cleats. Um, cleats don't last as long as they used to. So you go through a lot of those, you go through those a lot more. Um, but it's, it's, I, I don't know. You seem sometimes, sometimes you feel like you're get, you have to replace a lot. And then there's some years you're like, Oh, we don't really have to replace that very much this year at all. How much is different from your standpoint from playing at Finley to playing on the road based upon what I'm hearing you say, I, I know it's, you know, I told you earlier, every time you guys play a game, it's kind of like moving an army. Um, but is there really any di difference for you guys playing at Finley versus playing on the road? Cause you're, you're packing up and heading out regardless, right? Yeah. The only difference between playing at Finley and, and playing on the road is um, if there's something that a player forgot and no one knew about it, you can go back, you can come back to McKenzie and grab it for him. That's really, that's really the only difference there is for us 
between being at home and on the road. Every, every game is a road game for us, loading the truck, setting up the locker, and we move in, move out um, every game no matter what. In regards to safety and equipment, in your mind, what's the next step in football? I know they continue to try to work and, and find new ways, especially uh, to reduce concussions and, and helmet technology continues to grow and expand. But what do you see as the next step? Um, well, and the, yes. So the next step, I think it, it's still the helmets. I think the helmets are going to continue to evolve because um, Right now, you're not, you're never going to get rid of concussions. Now they're they're helping to reduce them, and but that's one thing is nothing's going to be concussion proof. Um, but the helmets are what's going to keep continuing to change the most. Um, there's some companies out there now that have already started, but it's going to be more of a position based helmet system is what's starting. There's one company out there now that has a helmet that you give to your skill guys. And then for your linemen, there's another piece that you add actually to the outside of the shell and clip on, and that helps with their hitting. Um, the other thing that people are starting to look at are shoulder pads, um, but they're starting to find that there's not much of a change in shoulder pads. It's there. The air management is what always been used, and that seems what works the best. Um, so that's really that. Well, Mike Royster was here for nearly 50 years. Uh, can you see yourself uh, at UTC that long? You know, I, 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 that's a weird, it's, I'd love to, I'd love to say I'll be here for 50 years, but you don't, you, you never know with anything. I mean, I love UTC. Originally as a student, you're just hoping that you can find a job out of college. And I got to actually, I was lucky enough that I got to be in the assistant role as a student for a year and then got to move to be the assistant. And now I've been lucky enough to earn the uh, spot as the head guy. So I don't have any plans to leave. I'll tell you that. Billy, thanks so much for the time. Look forward to catching up with you again soon, man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks to Billy for the time. Really enjoyed getting a chance to talk to him this week as he uh, embarks now leading that uh, department that was for so many years headed up by Mike Royster. Good to see Mike, by the way, at the Mox uh, first home football game a couple of weeks ago as well. Look forward to seeing you when the Mox are back at home playing football, basketball, whatever the sport may be. Hope you can come join us. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth saying so long and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.